Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today for the 14th of September. Well, our royal correspondent, everybody has one, but we've got a pretty good one in Ben O'Hara Byrne. Uh, he, of course, usually hosts the show at 10 o'clock, right after On Point, uh, and you hear him on this station, but he's over in London in the UK. He's going to join us throughout the festivities, heading into the weekend, and obviously the state funeral on Monday. And we talked to him about the atmosphere. We talked to him about the pressure on King Charles III, not just over the next few days, but in the weeks and months to come. That conversation now on Toronto Today. I'm so pleased to welcome on uh, the host of A Little More Conversation, which you hear right after On Point, 10 o'clock Eastern Time on Chorus Radio weeknights. Um, and he's made the journey across the Atlantic, and he's no stranger uh, to London, England also. Ben O'Hara Byrne joins us right now on Toronto Today. Thanks very much for making the time. I hope uh, the flight was uh, was not terribly bumpy, and I'm sure it, it just feels different. You can probably see it. You can probably sense that England's a little, uh, just a little bit of a different feel than probably the last time you went. Yeah, it, it's strange actually because London. I, I don't. If you've been here, it's such a huge city, right? There's so many that that actually ninety percent of the city feels completely normal until you come down to the area around Buckingham Palace, the, you know, Westminster, and then it's a completely different scene. Then there's thousands and thousands of people here who've come to pay their respects either by, um, you know, just lining up to leave flowers around Green Park, which is right beside Buckingham Palace, or now. Uh, today, I was in uh, in the lineup for those who are waiting to pay their respects once the Queen lies in state later today here in London. And there were hundreds and hundreds of people, and they're expecting thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands eventually. But this morning, there were people who had been there since Monday night, a few who showed up very overnight to wait in line, um, including Canadians. I met a Canadian woman who said she had to come down, just had to pay her final respects, even if it was going to be a long wait. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of London, there is a certain sense of somberness here, but the city moves on because... London is that way. But there really is in this whole area around Buckingham Palace, you get the idea that everyone has sort of decided that if they're going to pay their respects, they're going to come down to this part of the city yeah, and was, do uh, it. And it's, and it's amazing. I was going to ask, Ben, if there feels like that, there's that hustle and bustle return. I spoke to somebody who lived through um, the, the shocking death of Princess Diana. And given that this is less shocking, that felt different. That felt like the country was paralyzed for a couple of weeks. That felt like a cataclysmic, unpredictable sudden event. This one's a little bit different 25 years later. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was pure shock, mm-hmm. pure shock. And in this case, there is there was a certain a certain reaction to the suddenness of it. But I think once that had passed um, late last week, what's, what what struck me the most here is that we were waiting last night for the Queen's coffin to return from Scotland. It was flown into an Air Force base north of London and driven into the city and then right past, sort of right down to Buckingham Palace. And there were thousands of people there waiting. Uh, and it's that everyone just wants to talk about her. So it's not about, it's not mournful. It's about the great life she had, their memories of her, their memories of their older, their memories of, you know, her coronation, you know, her, her silver jubilee, moments of the past, her wedding. Um, if they're younger, it's more recent things. You know, they remember more uh, her recent, the, the platinum jubilee recently, the diamond jubilee. So everyone sort of stands around waiting for these little moments that happen, and they share their memories of the Queen. So in that sense, it's not nearly as sad, I think, in many ways, as, as Diana's death was, or at least in, in not as shocking. So people don't feel paralyzed by it. Instead, they're actually talking to each other and reminiscing mostly and paying tribute to her in the way that I expect she probably would have wanted. Ben O'Hara Burns, our guest host of A Little More Conversation on Chorus Radio weeknights, 10 Eastern time is when it starts right here on 640 Toronto. 
Um, and I think I think we always say, boy, my goodness, we can have two, three, four conversations at the same time. Uh, we, we don't have to be uh, linear about it. I think there's conversations that honor the queen, as you note, for 70 years of, of monarchy. And there's there's a lot of questions as to how the monarchy will be reframed in the UK. I don't think there's many people in the United Kingdom that don't expect um, there will be some tweaks, if you will, to the monarchy's influence on the daily lives of, of, of people in Great Britain. Yeah, it's interesting because in many ways it exists in sort of this peripheral sense. I mean, the palaces are here, they're right in central London, everyone knows where they are. Um, but in many ways, it sort of just sort of sits above things. And I think the reason why people had such fondness for the Queen is that she had done that so well for so long. Seventy years is a long time to have one person occupying that sort of over, that you know, the, the maternal role for the country. With Charles, it will definitely change. I mean, he's a different person. Uh, I think he's going to try and put his own stamp on the monarchy. He's a bit more of an activist, so to speak. That may uh, tone down a bit. In terms of the transition, I think it depends on who you talk to. There's certainly a generational gap here. Uh, you know, you speak to older folks, and they say, well, it'll be seamless. You know, that's the way the monarchy works. At the same time, for, the, for younger people who look at this and say, wait a second, what is this, you know, hereditary monarchy? Like, what, what is this all about? And there will be questions that are, will be asked for sure about why this institution continues to exist in the way that it exists at a time when people are questioning everything about sort of structures and, and, and hierarchy and power and so on. So you're right, those conversations will be had for the time being. Uh, that's all been put on hold to some extent in this period of mourning, which will continue, of course, right up until the funeral on Monday. But after that, you're absolutely right. I think there's going to be conversations here and at home and around the Commonwealth, but what exactly the monarchy means to a modern country. And I think I think this is going to be a rough ride, Ben, for Charles. And I don't know how it couldn't be following his mom, but he's had a couple of viral moments right now, uh, you know, with the pen yesterday, pen. Uh, right? A couple other things. And um, the British public, let alone the North American public, if, if there's a famous divorce, we often take a side, the public lands on one side. And they took Diana's side and, and she's not around anymore to tell her side of the story. So so Charles isn't. And, and there were many people that said, well, maybe Charles will get so old. He'll just pass it right along to William. Well, clearly he's not going to do that. He's going to give it a go. But he faces some uphill struggles in the public eye, doesn't he? He does. And one of the things I found interesting is how much generations who weren't even alive when Diana died, how much of their opinions of Charles are relatively negative because they watched series like The Crown. You know, they've been, you know, yeah. you're right, the narrative for 25 years has been Diana was great, treated badly by the monarchy, treated badly by the royal family, and Charles was to blame. Now, in some ways, it might humanize him as well. I mean, people have, he, he spent 70 years waiting for this, waiting to take up this position. So obviously, he's had a, a long and full life. And like everybody's lives, there have been ups and downs and divorces and so on. So what I think they're going to try and do is, is instead of using that as a weakness or seeing that as a weakness, they're going to try to use it as a strength. They're going to try to present Charles as someone who has seen life in some ways. And Camilla's been more popular now than she used to be. There's been a slight sort of resurrection. In some ways, there's been a rehabilitation of his reputation and of hers as he's gotten older. Um, so we'll see if that continues. But you're right, you know, the sort of he has big shoes to fill. And he's someone, as you saw with the incident with the pen, he can have a short fuse sometimes. So you're right, people will be watching very closely. The kids, too, will be watching very closely to see just how he behaves. You know, so far he's been, it's been good, but you're right, there's been a few moments already that have been like, well, wait a second. You know, but he's in mourning, so I think everyone in England at least understands that he's just lost his mom as well, right?
Yeah, there's there's a grieving process and and there's there's immense pressure and tension there. Uh, ben, thanks so much for uh, for making the time for us. I know lunchtime there. We'll uh, we'll get to visit with you tomorrow and Friday as well, leading into the weekend, and then uh, Monday the funeral itself. Massive coverage across all our chorus radio talk stations. Thanks so much for uh, for making the connection this morning. My pleasure, Greg. Thanks, Ben O'Hara Byrne, live from London, England, right here on six forty Toronto.